everyone, welcome back to Generational Differences. It's Hannah and Hillary here once again with episode three. Hillary, what have you been up to this week? Ooh, episode three. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, this week has been fine. It's just getting back to work in the new year in the last few weeks has been busy. Um, mm. So I really appreciating the weekend for our listeners. It's Saturday, <laughs> Saturday morning. Yeah. Dragged Hannah up. Uh, to record the podcast uh, how was your week it's been crazy too but next week emory is is going back to in person so i only have three days of school next week while we make that transition we've been doing online school so well how do you feel about online school first of all i actually like it because it's convenient obviously it's a little awkward i guess kids are just awkward you should tell our audience about your tuesday thursday schedule ah yes I have four classes on Tuesday, Thursday without any breaks, so it's a lot. And then I have, and then I have college council meetings, so like student gov meetings, which um, just make those days really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hana, also just to be clear, Hana chose this schedule for herself. I did. <laughs> I know, I know, but no regrets. Also, we should tell our audience that we're not together anymore. We broke up. We're not together. <laughs> we broke up. <laughs> we are not physically in the same space right now. We are no longer sisters. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, that's right. Since the last time that we filmed our podcast, um, I went back to North Carolina, where I live normally, and Hannah went back to Georgia. Um, but originally, we were both in Oregon, which is where our parents live. Yeah. So, yeah, we're trying out these... We're trying to record the podcast now kind of like remotely on Discord. Yeah. Hopefully there's not a very, like a not, not an audible change. Oh, and the, I also had a story I wanted to tell you that I was holding on to for the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but um, last weekend, I went out of town just for the weekend with my partner to visit some of his friends. And it was the first time that I set up a security camera in our house. Um, and it was a the security camera was a Christmas present from his brother and um, sister-in-law. So they gave us that present because they wanted us to actually like have some semblance of security in our house. <laughs> so they gave it to us to like monitor our apartment while we're gone. Of course, when I got it, my first reaction was like, oh, this is a cat cam. Like, thanks so much to your <laughs> brother for getting me a cat cam so I can <laughs> set it up and look at my cats while I'm gone. Oh, yeah. And my partner was like, uh, yeah, I, I guess it could be that. <laughs> and so I set up the camera in our kitchen. It's a really nice camera. It picks up audio, picks up like motion, stuff like that. And so then I left. I think I was in airport or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get this notification on my phone that's like, the camera has detected a person. Because okay. apparently there's a setting on the camera app that's like, motion I think it's detecting? sensitive enough. Yeah. yeah, it's motion sensing, but also it's sensitive enough to tell you when there's a person versus oh like another kind of motion. Oh. And so I get this notification that's like, oh, we detected a person. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> there's a person. And so I click in and like, of course, there's no person. Uh, I think probably there was like someone walking outside or mm. I don't know, maybe my cats are big enough that <laughs> the <laughs> camera thought they were people. I don't know what it was, but I was like, okay, whatever. But then throughout the like rest of the evening, I keep getting these notifications that are like, there's a person detected. We detected a person in your apartment. And I'm like, oh my God, this is way too stressful. <laughs> 
I had to turn off the notification because imagine I'm just texting or like on Instagram or something and then suddenly it's like we detected a person yeah and my blood pressure was just like through the roof that's a good camera <laughs> it is I mean well okay I think it is and it isn't like it tries to be really good but then it was totally wrong so <laughs> I don't know how good it is and then also uh the camera has a two-way audio function and so I the first time I saw, I actually saw my cat in the camera. She was sitting on the couch, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's it's Belle. She's so cute. Oh my god, I love her." Like, of course, how so anyone would react to seeing their cat. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I guess I can." Oh, and I think I was on the airplane, so I was like, literally double masked on the airplane. Like, there's a lady across the aisle from me, and I'm holding up my phone, saying something like. Hey, baby it's mama hi <laughs> how are you doing baby <laughs> uh, but when I did that literally I saw Belle my kitty like look up like so shocked oh my gosh like oh my god where's mom like I hear her voice but I don't see her and Aww. she looked really really freaked out oh and so <laughs> after that I was like okay I can't do that because it's really I think it's really confusing her and I don't want to give her yeah like, problems <laughs> uh, that's a great story thank you for sharing yeah I also have a story mine's not as interesting yesterday I was making bacon in the oven uh I was like taking the foil out you know after I took the bacon out of the pan and I was taking the foil to the trash and then I dripped like bacon grease all over the floor by accident and I was like oh no kind of wiped it a little bit and then I was like like, I'm going to eat this now. And I brought the plate over. <laughs> and I slipped, like, in a cartoon like, type slip, you know, when they, like, go flying in the air, both feet. And I slipped <laughs> the grease. And, yeah, there's, like, a piece of my skin. The skin on my wrist came off in, like, a strip. So it looks like I have a bracelet of, like, raw skin here now. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Take me through... How you fell? You fell. How did your hand? Did you like put your arm out to stop yourself, and that's why it got burnt? So it didn't get burnt. I scraped it on a wall. Like I scraped my oh. arm on a wall, so my skin was like stuck on the wall. Oh. <laughs> and it was really sad. The bacon went flying. That's an aggressive scrape on the wall. Then. Yeah. Because Connor sent me a picture. I thought it was a burn. Like it looked like oh, it could be blistering. It does and look stuff. like a burn. What the heck? Anyways, that was my story. Let us know in the Wait. comments which one you liked better. <laughs> <laughs> did you get to eat any bacon no maybe you should keep your floors more clean then <laughs> you could have eaten floor bacon that's true that's true they were very dirty from the floor so all right well let's jump into the actual meat of the podcast now okay sounds good what are we <laughs> talking about stories. today today we're going to talk about body image and this is part one of a two-part series on body image that we have planned um, so we're going to, today we're going to talk about what we've struggled with in terms of body image um, and why, kind of explore, yeah, some of the reasons that we think that is. For fun, we're going to share our favorite Asian snacks, uh, which, you know, is very controversial. Yeah. And we're going to fight each other on those. Mine are, mine are the correct <laughs> Maybe, ones. maybe. Okay, maybe we maybe have the we same like ones. The same. Yeah. I doubt it. <laughs> and then we're also 
to wrap it up, we're going to flip the script a little bit on our segment about Gen Z slang. Um, in our last couple episodes, Hana has tested me on Gen Z slang. And today I have been seeing certain slang words on the internets, you know, the interwebs that I <laughs> just have never fully understood. Like I'll see it and I'm like, oh, I think I kind of know what that means. Or I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And so I have a list and I'm going to ask Hana um, to okay. teach me. We will see. Or it's, it's like a mini test for Hana too, but I'm guessing she'll know most of them. Let's dive into body image. Uh, this is such a big sigh. Yeah. Big yeah. topic. I feel the same way. I mentioned a little bit in maybe the first episode about some of the struggles that I've had with body image, but um, Hana, I'd love for you to start us off on this topic and just share what body image issues kind of mean to you or body image means to you and what it's looked like for you growing up and now. Yeah. Wait, hmm? I have to cough. Okay. <laughs> <Hold on>. <laughs> <laughs> I should leave this in. <laughs> all right, let's go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Body image. Well, first of all, my body itself has always been stick thin. Like even if I wanted to in the past, I can't, I couldn't really put on weight. And especially in high school, I hated the way I looked for a really long time. But when I got to college, I gained like 10 to 15 pounds and I still hated the way I looked, which was crazy because I thought I would feel happier. A lot of my body image was based on like the confidence I had in myself. I think I ran into a lot of body image stuff with my parents. For Mm -hmm. me, it's like every time I go home, they tell me I need to eat more and it can be really excessive. Like Hillary knows, they will say it to me every day. And I'm like, bruh, I eat so much. My weight doesn't change. Um, and they think I'm sick, you know, and they're, it's like this whole thing about being healthy when I am actually healthy. That's our dad too. Like I definitely got it from him because he has a very high metabolism. So yeah, like generally just keeping in mind that beauty standards, no matter what you look like, I feel like they're going to make you feel bad because they're all subjective and they -hmm. change throughout history, you know? So of course there's like daily struggles too. Yeah. Um, when you said that you, you didn't like how you looked in like high school, college, um that was because you just thought you were too skinny yeah like I felt like like a child you know compared to Mm -hmm. everyone else and the body or what was it the beauty standard I think in high school was well for me I think it was like Victoria's Secret model like you have to be skinny but you have to have some curves so that Mm -hmm. was the main thing people wanted I feel when you say what people wanted how do you determine that I think it's just through media, media, TV, mm-hmm. and also the advent of social media really happened for me in high school. So That's true. I think that's a big difference in um, our experiences is how prevalent social media or how important social media was in your life mm-hmm. in high school as you were developing confidence and things like that, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to me where like, it wasn't even big for me in college. Like I got an Instagram sometime during college. So it's like yeah. totally different timing. I don't know if it's more issues, probably more issues, but just different issues with body image um, that has to do with social media. And, you know, like influencer culture is huge now. So Yeah. Can you tell me a little, so as I, you know, since I'm older, um, can you tell me a little bit more about that, that um, influencer culture and like how that, how that plays with body image? Because I just really don't know that much about how, like, I know influencers exist, Mm -hmm. of course. But I don't know how people look up to them and I don't know how like, yeah, how any of that works. I think influencer culture, at least the way I see it, is this sort of life that influencers will 
portray and it's often the same type of life like you're you're perfect and only show that part of your life on instagram and so as Mm -hmm. a result gen z a lot of kids especially they have body image and confidence issues because of it because obviously influencers well not obviously not everyone knows this but they'll do like photoshopping or digital editing which Mm -hmm. nowadays is insane like you can even you can even photoshop a video of yourself and the way your body looks now so like a lot of kids yeah. don't know that, and uh, a lot of people compare themselves to these influencers. Yeah, yeah, that's part of influencer culture. Another part is, like, the clothing they wear. I think you can see what everyone is wearing nowadays through social media, and fast fashion, I think, also affects your body image because there are so many trends that are changing mm-hmm. and items that people want. Consequently, the fast fashion industry has developed enough to the point that everyone can get those things quickly. However, that also means there's a very high turnover in like trends. So I feel like if you're in high school or wherever you might be, you still don't really have like an identity. You don't know what you like to wear. You don't know what, you know, your set style is. Then I think that could definitely cause body image issues as well. In, in what <laughs> way do you think that connects to body image specifically? Well, I think because like, you know, trends change so quickly. You're like, if that's not something you keep up with, then you might feel problems with your body image you know or like who you are Mm. in general which can relate to body image you know like you want to look like these people actually yeah as I'm as you're talking about that I think it's also like if certain trends don't work for your body or like you don't think they work for your body maybe they do and you like society's telling us like oh if you're a little bit larger you shouldn't really wear those crop tops or whatever or like you don't feel good wearing those kinds of I don't know, halter tops or whatever. I don't, oh, that totally. I don't know the trends, <laughs> but um, if they don't quote unquote, like work for your body, then that might make you feel bad too. Cause you're like, totally. well, this is what everyone's wearing at this exact moment. And I don't think it looks good on me. So there's something wrong with me, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And actually a specific example for me is like, what are they called? Like the, like the jeans that are coming into fashion now, like the wide, wider, yeah, like wider leg. Wide yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're talking about like the big baggy ones. Yeah. Those jeans I don't like and I don't think they look good on me. I have to tell myself like it's not me. It's just I don't like that particular fashion and that's okay. Yeah. That can be hard. That can be hard. And I mean, you're a very mature person. But like imagine if like, you know, you in high school and this was happening. Like it's funny that you say that because as we remember, we were talking a little bit about how the trends that are coming back now in 2022 are a lot of the same trends that were in fashion when I was in high school. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. actually, when I was in middle school and high school, they were wearing these kinds of jeans. And at the time, I was also like, okay, these don't look good on me. And I do think what you're saying is true. Like, back then, it definitely hurt me a lot more to not be able to keep up with these things or, like, want to. And so then I bought into a lot of fast fashion things and, you know, convinced myself that I had to keep up with certain things. And it just, it was really bad for my confidence. So you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk more about, like, you mentioned that there are, like, daily struggles and things. And I want to dive into that. Um, But to give a little bit of context about, like, a little bit more context about the things I've dealt with Mm -hmm. um, in terms of body image um, for audiences, Hana and I have polar opposite body types. (laughs) And our mom and our dad have pretty opposite body types. And Mm -hmm. I think that's 
why. So Hana said that she gets her fast metabolism kind of really skinny build um, from our dad. My our mom is and I are both um, medium size, like mid sized. Mm-hmm. Uh, I carry more weight in like my stomach, my hips, and my legs, and pretty much everywhere. I carry more weight everywhere than Hana does. I'm shorter. In the US, just to give people context, I usually wear like a medium to large. And I think in when I was younger, I went through like my weight just went through a ton of fluctuation. Like growing up in middle school, it was like I was a little smaller. And then through like late middle school, high school, I went through some years where I was a lot heavier, and then began struggling with uh, disordered eating. Uh, and as I mentioned in a previous episode, what that looked like was starvation, purging. Uh, and I, I never got like an official diagnosis of anorexia or bulimia, but I know that there are symptoms of both. Yeah. Um, and then also in college, it became more like bulimic periods, but then it turned into like a like an orthorexia and what exercise obsession. What? what is orthorexia? No, so orthorexia... I'm not actually sure if it's like a medical term now or anything like that, um, but I know it's used to describe like an obsession with health, um, but like an like to a point where it's not healthy. Right, so like right. being overly obsessed with like cal- counting calories, but also making sure that you only eat like what you think are quote unquote good foods. Mm. I definitely have have that probably, but had that very very seriously for many years, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, that tie for me connected very closely to obsession with exercise like to the point where when I was sometimes like the timing I lose track of but I think in like middle school high school when I was at home with my parents I would work out just in private like I would work out regularly and they would know I was working out and then at night I would like do sit-ups or like even in the bathroom like I would do squats like I would just be trying to move all the time because it felt really scary to be sitting still because mm. I just thought like every second that I'm sitting still or every every calorie that I eat that's like not healthy will will make me fat or it'll you know ruin my progress or whatever and so it's been a really long road just to say like I don't I think so next episode um, I really would like us to focus on like recovery and healing and like how yeah. we've gotten past our body image issues and this time I really want to dive into like what we've been through and what the reasons are um but I think that I'll just say now that I don't think it's something that I've totally like recovered from like okay I'm done like I'm (laughs) like that's over that's like a Mm -hmm. part of my life that's over it's something that always lingers and there are definitely triggers and sometimes I have moments where I have really bad body image days or weeks or however long and then Mm -hmm. I have to really talk myself out of them just to acknowledge that it's for a lot of people it's just something that we deal with as your sister i have very limited memory of all of this i think like when i was confronted with actually seeing the effects of your eating disorders like i didn't really know how to respond and i don't know if our parents knew either because there's two instances that i can really remember and one of them was we were coming down the stairs and you like essentially you like collapsed on the floor i don't know do you remember this happening i actually don't like remember that particular moment Mm -hmm. yeah it's been many years but i'm guessing it doesn't stand out to me because i do remember just being tired a lot (laughs) and like having moments where i would i was like really dizzy or yeah Yeah. 
that was a moment yeah. where I was like, what is causing this? And this was over, I think, 10 years ago. So I was like yeah. 10 at most. <laughs> um, yeah. And you kind of just brushed it off. I remember you brushed it off and you were like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Like, whatever. Like, we just ate breakfast and nothing really came from it. Like, we didn't really talk about it at all. And then the second no. instance I can remember, yeah, is I was eating stuff after school in the kitchen and I was like throwing something away. And then I saw like the bottom of the trash can kind of like hidden. There's food. You know what's crazy? Because you, like you threw away an egg, which now would be like sacrilegious. <laughs> oh my god! Because you love eggs. <laughs> I love eggs. <laughs> and <laughs> and I just I remember I picked it up and I was like I know she threw this in here, but I didn't really understand why. I was too young. Yeah. And like I I think I talked to you after and I was like, did you throw that away? And you were like. You're like, what? No, there's nothing. Or like, I don't know. We just, I just left it because I didn't know how to respond again. It's sort of just like these moments I personally remember from your body image journey. I'm really glad that you shared that because I I mean, okay, I don't think we've ever talked about this directly, you and I, and it's really kind of interesting and a little bit shaking, like jarring to me to hear your memories. I've wiped a lot of that from my memory, I think as a coping mechanism. Yeah. It's like sad, but also helpful to hear like how you were perceiving some of these things or like what you remember even. And yeah, like you said, I would never throw away an egg (laughs) now. Um, But at the time, like I just, I got rid of as much food as I could. Like that was really it. It was like get rid of as much food as you can, no matter what it was. And I think at the time, eggs were scary. Like the yolk was scary. It was like fat was scary. Mm -hmm. Like everything was it was just overwhelmingly scary. Yeah. Also, I did spend a lot of time kind of like hiding it, like trying to be like, oh, it's not nothing. Like I just got up too fast or, oh, no, it's, uh, you know, I dropped that on the floor. So I had to throw it away, you know, like lots and lots mm-hmm. of excuses. And that actually reminds me of a little bit of a tangent, but it's something I want to share because it was something really, really harmful as I was growing up. When I was growing up, and I don't know if you know about these kinds of things or if these kinds of things exist anymore, but when I was growing up, there were these internet sites or like blog, blogs or something where you could look up like tips on how to hide your eating disorder, essentially. Mm-hmm. Maybe like they probably have like on the dark web these days or like on some no, terrible like Reddit. It. They definitely still yeah. have it. It's on Tumblr now. Oh God. Yeah. Actually, it might've been on Tumblr before. God. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was like. tips on how to hide your eating disorder like telling communities of mostly women like how to get away with these harmful practices um and I would read them and I would do them and I would I would literally read them as like like my bible because I felt like these people like they knew how to show me how to hide things and eat less and just do whatever I could to get smaller um and the scariest part of those blogs was they used to call anorexia Anna and they would call bulimia Mia and they would be like you know like hanging out with your best friends Anna and Mia it was like the most toxic most scary most harmful like most just like terrible space that you could have especially as like a 13 14 year old girl that you could have found yourself in yeah it's horrifying they they probably still do that probably probably I read a like related to this, I read a, an article somewhere and it was saying how like there are hashtags on Instagram now that are not like 
well known by most people but if you're like part of the eating disorder community you know them really well and they are like code words or like hashtag thinspo you know and mm, yeah stuff like that and they recently banned a bunch of them but like those yeah. are definitely huge still yeah like I do feel like that was a bit like finding that what I thought was like a community but like yeah finding that group of people who were also trying to pretty much hurt themselves um was like I think a big part of why I continued or like it just really strengthened my resolve to like keep eating less and keep being less aside from that community like why else do you think that you struggled with body image um yeah I think actually that like online stuff was more I don't know if that was like a root cause I think that just like helped it along (laughs) but I think the root cause of my body image issues I think came from honestly our parents Mm -hmm. um which is something I don't say lightly to the public because I like I I, I want to put it out there because I know that like a lot of Asian women especially like feel a lot of pressure from their families, maybe not necessarily their parents, but like people back in Asia. Um, just like there's all these beauty standards yeah. that are imposed on them um, from a very young age. Like Hana said, she gets a lot of comments from our parents that are like, "You're too skinny. You need to eat more. You you look sick," which is a different kind of body image, you know, like um, issue. Like a, yeah. that's definitely still like negative comments in a different way and then on the other side I get I still get a lot of comments especially from um, our parents that are like you are gaining too much weight you are overweight you are fat you're like you need to eat less and that was a lot more when I was growing up now like my mom there's still like one-off comments which I don't love um, but she knows that I hate them she knows a lot of what I've been through now um, and so it's a lot better but growing up it was just like an, a flood of unsolicited comments about how I looked and how I wasn't conforming to the standards that she thought that the Chinese community thought was like desirable and attractive and um, like valuable kind of and so I think a lot of that really hit my body image really hard and then you know it's all the other things like that you were, we're already talking about like social media Um, the rise of social media, societal pressures, the diet industry, like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But at its core, I do think it's like how body ideals in the US and in China, and then how that is reflected in our family, that were the cause. Did you have any feelings or reactions about how parents and like parents friends like it was it was also it was not just my parents it was like their friends like when we went to parties and stuff they'd be like oh oh Hillary's so like chubby and sweet like trying to make it nice but then you know of course it's like oh, it's like it's a backhanded, like a backhanded thing. thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like hella backhanded yeah. and it's you just feel like shit after <laughs> no yeah matter it made what me feel say, really bad no matter what they say I feel like it's accompanied with this feeling of like uh why are you even commenting on that why are you even commenting on my weight like Uh, yeah exactly yeah I remember some of them I mean obviously like they still happen so when I was younger whenever Mm -hmm. it was negative or I could tell you were like put off by it I was just you know like "Mm, maybe try to talk to you about something else or like we would just you know pretend it didn't happen and then like start laughing about something stupid or like (laughs) you know we would just kind (laughs) of like "Eh, whatever and try to make each other feel better I feel I definitely feel like in the community that we grew up in, there was like no filter or there, there was just like people felt like they had unfettered access to comment on your body, your health, whatever it was physically. Uh, they, like, it doesn't even matter. It could be someone you don't know, like a stranger. And they'd be like, oh, you're so like, your kid's so chubby. And I'm like, I, yeah. I am kid. 
And so then when it comes to like body ideals and body standards in the U.S. and China, um, I did a little bit of research so we could get some background on like what it actually looks like in China. Because I think we've mentioned um, in different ways, like how body standards have impacted our body image. Um, and so instead of me just like telling you, first, I want to see, Hana, what do you think? Okay. Don't look at my notes. I didn't look. Uh, <laughs> I didn't look because I wanted to Yeah, hear. what do you think the most like desirable or like the best body type for women is in China? What do you think about the body standards in China? I feel like this can't be wrong because I follow <laughs> a lot of like K-pop um, girl groups and stuff like that and even guy groups mm. and they go through like so much effort dieting things like that to achieve the beauty standard so I feel like even for men which you know we won't really talk much about because we don't have expertise on that but even for yeah. men like it's you have to be very skinny and if you're muscular mm. like not good you'll get judged for that if you're even a little bit overweight you are considered fat pretty much like one of my friends one of my friends yeah. went to Korea she's American born and she went to Korea she's Korean and her family members like said she was fat and she weighs like what in america like 125 maybe at most oh my and gosh yeah that's considered like too much so oh that's a pretty right like right on the nose it's essentially that the i mean and i also kind of knew this but mm-hmm. i wanted to look more into like where it's coming from and stuff like that yeah. um but yeah the most the top body type in 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 women <laughs> in china for women is yeah just to be slim like no extra weight and that includes muscle um like you were saying mm-hmm. and people women who even have a little bit of extra weight like you said are seen as fat um and then you might notice that on like chinese shows um there's not really any overweight characters but if there is this the website that i looked at which is the ltl mandarin school mm-hmm. um which is weird now that I read that out loud. They like teach <laughs> Chinese language courses. Um, but anyway, if there's an overweight character on a Chinese show, it's usually like a plot device so that the person would then lose weight to like get the guy or like get the job or <laughs> whatever, um, which is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's straight up like solidifying these beauty standards in all of Chinese culture. And one example of like how vastly different like these body standards and thus like sizing and things like that in China um and the US are uh I my husband now uh now husband and I got married in December and for our little mini wedding that we did with our families um I was really lucky enough that my Chinese my family our family in China was able to order me a chipao which is like the traditional Chinese dress and they ordered me this really beautiful red like traditional wedding chi from China. Uh, and I sent my measurements so that they could get it as like close to my size as possible. And in like in the US, like I said, I'm usually like a medium to large, sometimes a small, like just depending on the size, depending on the brand, right? Like all the sizing is, yeah. is BS anyway. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the chi that they sent me in China was an extra large and mm-hmm. it barely fit me. Like mm-hmm. it like my mom immediately was like, okay, you have to lose a few pounds to really fit into this chipal, which is a whole nother toxic conversation. Yeah, so they sent this chipal from China that's extra large. And I think that's probably like one of the biggest sizes they even have uh, because I barely fit into it with my measurements. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it just really is crazy to think about like how different the standards are and the, how different the sizing is and like how difficult it must be for people who are a little bit larger um, in 
in China and in East Asia to find clothing that fits, to really feel accepted in society. It's also just to say, like, we're not all naturally skinny. Like, I think there's sometimes an impression that, like, Asian people are just should be skinny. And it's, like, our fault that we are overweight or, like, we carry our weight differently or whatever. But no, we actually have different body types, just like any other people. (laughs) And, like, Hana and I were born with different body types. And it doesn't matter. Like, we could eat literally the same thing. And still have different body types, different weights, carry our weight differently. So it's just something we, you know, we have to live with. Yeah. Anything else about what you researched about China beauty standard? Oh, yeah. Just one, like some really interesting things that I found in terms of uh, like recent TikTok trends. (laughs) Because uh, I don't, I'm not on TikTok, but I read this article about how these trends have gone viral across China related to body image in recent years. Mm. And yeah, so one example is they call it a paper challenge. And it's like women, I guess mostly women, I think, taking like a standard piece of paper and holding it up to their stomach to show that they are smaller, like skinnier than that piece of paper. What the That's heck? like the whole challenge. And then they like compare to see like, oh, who is the skinniest? Oh, so bad. So unhealthy. That is so scary. So scary. But, like, the fact that these things go viral and, like, there's so many people participating is really, really freaky. Uh And then similarly, they take, like, a a, a hundred yuan bill. I said dollar bill. But, like, a a money, like, a piece of money, (laughs) paper money. (laughs) um, And they wrap it around their wrist to show how skinny their wrist is. Okay. Yeah. Um, Oh, they balance. Oh, my God. This is nuts because, like, looking at my own legs right now, (laughs) they take an iPhone. Uh I don't know which size, but like an iPhone and they balance it on their knees. Like the goal is for your legs to be narrower than the phone, which like my legs are like double the size of my phone. So (laughs) Um, yeah, but now I'm like, maybe I should get on TikTok and just do like a, like a fuck you kind of (laughs) video where I'm like, yeah, look how big my legs are. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like bullshit like that all over China TikTok and that's horrible it makes people feel so bad I mean I'm these are all things that are well for one not the iPhone but like paper and the one dollar bill like that's stuff that anyone can get and I can totally see that turning into like young girls in their bedroom doing that until they reach it or something like that you know like dieting to get to that point stuff like that it's that's just heartbreaking but I think it's it's important to know, I think similar to like when we were looking at mental health in China, I think it's important to know this background for our parents, at least for me, mm. uh, because I spent a lot of time when I was growing up really resenting my mom, especially and uh, like her comments about my weight and her comments about like what was better in terms of body standards without understanding the context. Mm-hmm. And I think similar to mental health, like knowing the context doesn't make it like totally better or excuse like harmful um, behavior and stuff like that. But at least it gives me context. So I'm like, I can understand a little bit more why she's focused on that. And then I can more easily be like, well, that might be the body standard here, but like, that's not how my body is. And don't like health is more important. And then like the conversation can at least be a bit more productive as opposed to like, just yelling and screaming and fighting um, without really understanding, like without getting on the same page in terms of her own background. 
there's also unfortunately some truth in the fact that like she thinks more overweight people or like yeah larger people in society are like looked down upon like she definitely thinks that and she definitely doesn't want that for us so she makes these comments um, and I think the unfortunate reality is like our society does attribute value to people based on body size um, and body shape and there's like definitely fat phobia like people are told like there's all this these narratives in society and in the diet industry about like oh you know like blast that fat like get rid of that fat like fat is kind of like the enemy and, and then yeah. like larger people fat people are seen as not as uh healthy not as smart not as you know capable which is so stupid and like even like even saying fat like calling someone fat is like a bad thing right like that's seen as a terrible thing mm-hmm. to to call someone and so that in itself reflects like how much we value body size and smaller size over um, like much more important things like how much we actually are contributing to society like what you know what we care about who we are how kind we are like you know what we're doing and that's that's crazy to me I think it's easy to forget that when you're like young and impressionable and stuff because I for a while I was like very focused on the way I looked and even stuff like bloating after eating really got to me Mm -hmm. And that's like a daily thing, you know, like at the end of the day, you look at yourself and you're like, no, oh. like you, there's still that fear of like looking bigger, like even, yeah. you know, yeah, even like forget. stuff like bloating, which is just eating. <laughs> yeah. And like that stuff, you know, you forget about the other parts of you that are valuable. You were saying earlier that like growing up, you were, you didn't like that you were so skinny, but then it sounds like you're also fighting like a fear of being yes, larger. Like exactly. it's both of those things for you, right? Exactly. You have to find like this perfect balance and what even is that, you know? There's really no way yeah. to get there without unhealthy habits or disordered eating. I, I don't like that. And I've been really trying hard to like really fight back against comments that like we make towards ourselves and that my friends make towards themselves and things like that when people when they're like, Oh, I look so fat today or oh you know, like oh, I yeah. really arms look so terrible or like just making really critical comments about themselves which by the way are never are really not comments that they would ever make about someone else or like really care about on anyone else yeah. but we're always the most critical about ourselves of course totally when uh, I hear but my just friends saying that I'm, yeah I'm like you are beautiful and then I go home and I say the same thing to myself and I'm like why yeah yeah like me too yeah and like just using fat as a bad word and being and questioning that and being like well, why you know like why is it about that why isn't it like are you being healthy like think about what it means to be healthy oh actually that reminds me of this like photo that I keep in my phone all the time I think is this is from Stephanie Buttermore who's a YouTuber and Instagram person that I follow mm-hmm. um like for fitness and stuff mm-hmm. and so the picture just says health like what is health and then there's a list and it says You sleep well, you feel good, you have a regular period, you're not always hungry, you're not always tired, and you're not always stressed. And, like, you notice that it has nothing to do with, like, how your stomach looks or, you know, if you have fat on whatever part of your body. Like, there are these internal signs of health that you need to listen to your body for. And, like, that'll indicate to you if you're healthy. And, like, if you're healthy, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter, like, how your body actually looks. I think our parents have gotten better more attuned to that as well i mean at least our dad has always said that to us and one yeah shout out to our dad (laughs) shout out dad (laughs) which i really appreciate one interesting thing the last like what four years when did you start weightlifting 
four or five years ago. Five years. Yeah, in the last few years, her parents have gotten more accepting of your weightlifting. I know when you started, <laughs> our mom was like, oh my god, you're gonna stun your growth, you're gonna get, like, huge, and you're gonna look like a man, and stuff like that. <laughs> crazy shit, like, nowadays, like, when I go home, and we live, like, on a farm, and so he has to do a lot of manual labor, and he, like, it's heavy stuff. He'll be like, okay, I'm gonna go, like, lift all this firewood or whatever, and I'll be like, you want me to help? And he'll be like, mm, no, let's just wait, like, like, let's wait for Hillary to get here, and, like, <laughs> she, and I'm like, yeah, you're right, like, <laughs> she definitely did a better job. <laughs> It's just taken time. I, like, really, what I realized is, like, all this stuff, like, all this conflict, all these differences, like, it just takes time. And sometimes there's a lot of trauma involved in that process, <laughs> like, for body image. You know, it just takes time, and you can bridge those. Like, people will, our parents, I don't know about people, our parents will often like, slowly start to realize, like, what we're talking about. <laughs> Lastly, I think something I wanted to touch on is Blogilates. You know Blogilates? Yeah, I know Blogilates. Well, I know Blogilates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blogilates is uh, this girl who does like workout videos and healthy eating videos and stuff like that. And she recently was talking about beauty standards. She was talking about how the standard for the perfect body has changed so much. And mm-hmm. if you think about it, like in the 90s, there was this thing called heroin chic. Everyone wanted to be super, really, like, super duper skinny. Like, to the point where it oh. looked... Heroin? Oh, like the drug. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. heroin. Must heroin be chic. muscular. Yeah, it was like <laughs> a word for all these models who are, like, very underweight. Clearly oh. unhealthy. And that was the body standard, you know, like, the beauty Ugh, standards. Yeah. Right? And then in the 2010s, like I mentioned, when I was in high school, and Hillary was going to college, it was, like, the <laughs> secret model. Yeah. Um... Wait, I wasn't in college in the 2010. Wait, I was 10 years no, old. No, wait. No, I wasn't going to college. No, I wasn't in high school even. Oh, oh wait, God. no, you were in middle school. <laughs> yeah, it was like, okay, you can have a little bit of shape. Only a little bit, though. And now it's like 2020, you know, Kardashians, you have to get surgery to look like them. You need to get a Brazilian butt lift, lipo, whatever, to look like this fake person that you see online. And <laughs> that's the beauty standard. That's the beauty standard. And so it just goes to say that it changes so much and it's bound to change again and again yeah and keeping up with that is just like as hard as keeping up with fashion (laughs) also it's interesting that you say that like that's how you describe the current body standard because i think there is something positive to be said about like not only valuing super skinny bodies in the u.s Mm -hmm. like there is like more acceptance of like big butt big Mm -hmm hips curves but then like you said you know you have to be skinny and have those curves so it's like it's hard because you want the scope of what's like accepted and loved as body type to expand but it's really narrow yeah still yeah Yeah, i think nowadays like plastic surgery is at its like peak like it's an ultimate high like whatever it might be but it's just crazy i think it started off as like empowering you know like let's love this type of body that's more curvy but then it turned into very toxic because you know there's still no real acceptance for people who are curvy but also have like what society calls a few extra pounds like in their stomach or whatever what we want to see is is something much different than that like we want it to go the way that we thought this change would go like we want it to broaden we want it to be more positive for everyone people with curves without curves like really i want i want to get to a place where we're more body 
neutral and I think together we need to be more body positive but like body neutral to me means like can we get to a place where like we just give less of a shit about how people fucking look like Mm -hmm. that would be great (laughs) like we can be healthy we can you know work out we can whatever and like you should be allowed to be muscular you should be allowed to not be muscular but like just being less critical of others and ourselves and like okay maybe it's an abolitionist standpoint abolish the beauty standards (laughs) (laughs) I love that I wish that could be true I feel like this whole beauty standard thing has become such a huge industry under capitalism that it's impossible but I'm just a pessimist too I don't know oh you're right you're right yeah right on that for sure the diet industry the I mean just all like plastic surgery industry like all this stuff it is huge and Mm -hmm. like it's not gonna go quietly (laughs) well like I said next time we'll talk about more about like recovery and how we uh, at least for me how I realized I needed to you know get better and then how I went through that process and Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about what helps us feel better about ourselves things like that Um, and I think as part of that conversation as a little teaser, I want to talk more next week about uh, fear foods, yes, which is just ooh. essentially foods that you would like kind of irrationally fear. So for mm-hmm. me, like a lot of fried foods, a lot of desserts, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it really stands for like how we attribute morality and guilt to food and like what's seen as a good or bad food mm-hmm. when in reality, it's just food. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that next time, but just to get you thinking. But on the topic of food, we are going to transition to our next segment where we're going to go head to head and share our top three favorite Asian snacks. And we thought about this segment because Hana and I had a conversation maybe a couple of years ago where Hana asked me for the first time somehow, like what my top three favorite candies were. And I don't, and also we don't know, we didn't share our list of favorite Asian snacks, by the way. Um, but at the time, I, like, shared my top three favorite candies, and Hana, like, hardcore judged me. She's like, those are so basic. Like, Kit Kat is one of them. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we we then proceeded to have a very long debate about, like, whose candies are better. I had to try the candies she likes. Yeah, somehow you Stuff have like to... that. Anyways. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> fully prepared to defend these because I know that they're the top three Asian snacks. So... Oh my god. I'm ready. Okay. I feel like we I feel might less have strongly. One. Oh really? <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Wait, can I guess what one of yours is? I feel like I know what you're gonna say. Yes, go ahead. You can guess. Okay, one I only have one guess. I feel like one of them it's gonna be really awkward if it's wrong. I feel like one of them <laughs> is gonna be Pocky because you really like Pocky. Wrong. <laughs> no. But number one on my list is Pepperell. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. It was one or the other. Yeah, so you were right. You were right and you were wrong. Uh, You know, a lot of people are going to agree with you. (sighs) I've had this conversation. Okay, well, I talked to Elliot about it extensively because we (laughs) argue about this. Because I like Pocky and he loves Pepero, which is Korean, you know. But, um, and he's Korean. Oh, yeah. And And Elliot is her boyfriend. (laughs) That is my boyfriend. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, over time, I've slowly realized, but not said this to him, that it is better (laughs) than Pocky. Okay, so pepper. Yes. But specifically, pepper. what kind? Okay, specifically. Okay, wait. First, there's a pepper I don't like, which is like the cookies and cream one. <gasps> That's weird. my favorite one. <laughs> okay, it tastes weird. <laughs> tastes fake. Okay. And then my favorite one is uh, I don't know what they call it, but it's like almond, like crushed almonds, I think, um, and chocolate. That one's really good. That one's really good. Yeah, it's the best. 
Okay. <laughs> Prepara just feels more solid than Pocky. I don't know how to describe it exactly. True, it feels true, thicker, true. better. But now we should have gone. We should have gone three, two, one. And now you know my top. But that's okay. That's fine, right? Yeah, let's do your top. Okay, my top one. Do you want to guess? Wait, let me guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be wrong because you like a lot of Asian snacks, and I only really like these three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or maybe like one more. I think you might be okay. able to guess. You really like those rice crackers? Is that on your list? Oh my god, it is on my list. What number? It's third. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I fig- I figured it wouldn't be your first. Yes. Yeah. If you're Asian, she- even if you're not Asian, look up Chinese Asian rice crackers, <laughs> and you'll know what I'm talking about. You've definitely seen them. You know, clubs give them out at like their little, you know, <laughs> like informational in college, sessions. They yeah. give them out. <laughs> so okay, but let me be clear, I do not like these rice crackers. I think they are really boring. They are really dry, and I Hana always gets. I always get them for Hana, and then I eat none of them because I don't like them. They're dry. They're not dry. They're crackers. They're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, because they're as dry as other crackers. They're super good. I guarantee that you will enjoy them. You can't guarantee that they're going to like it because, like, clearly there are people that don't like them. But why? <laughs> uh, boring? I, okay, well, I don't really like rice crackers in general, I think. Okay. And then, like, this has not a lot of flavor. Yeah. It's a textured thing. I'm a huge texture person. All three of mine are, like, because of the texture, so... I'm a flavor person. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I like things that, that are bland good. but have texture. Hillary... <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. This is confusing now. So you, why don't you just say all of yours? Okay, fine. So Pepperos is number one. Okay. Off Flakes is number two. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> not it? Okay, okay. And I'm not sure if this actually counts as a snack because it's a candy, but High Chew is number three. Oh, that's very you. All of yeah. these are very you. Like, I uh, was thinking about Hot Flakes, which are, for people who don't know, they're like a Hawthorne candy. It's like sometimes used oh, is that for... What it is? <laughs> you don't know what that is no i thought they were just like a little like fruity disc yeah yeah it's made from hawthorne and i think people in china sometimes use them as like digestive aids that's what our parents told us that's so you and that's so good for no reason is pineapple cakes on your list no oh, i don't like them i thought you much. liked those oh. and then the is other shrimp one... crackers on your list <laughs> no it's not Oh my god, what are you? Okay, what are the other two? Okay, wait, what was your last one? Let's go back to your last one. Haichu. Haichu. It's like so big in America. It's not like unique, like... That's my Asian-American part of me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. No, it's... Okay, defend Haichu. So, (laughs) like the original, yeah, I feel like it's very basic. But there are lots of really good flavors. And one of my favorite flavor packs is like the yogurt flavor, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. which... I don't know if other people will Sounds like it, really but it's like nice. creamier and like just—it's really, really good. And the like the plain yogurt that they have tastes kind of like Yakult. So uh, it's like tart, right? Yeah, I do really like that flavor specifically. That one. I won't eat the blue <laughs> or the purple ones, but the the plain one yeah. is super good. All right, let's hear the next. Let's hear your top two then. Okay, so third is rice crackers. Second is lychee jelly, and then first. Oh my god! <laughs> first is. That by too, which is like this white rabbit candy. Oh, okay. I I should have known lychee candy because every time we go to Hana, uh, go to Hana, go to H Mart or like an Asian supermarket, Hana always wants like the giant jug of lychee candy or lychee, lychee jelly. jelly. Yeah, yeah. And I also don't eat any of those because I also don't like those. <laughs> Are you serious? 
maybe for me it's a texture thing the other way like i'm not a big fan of like jellies Mm, like i'll eat it you know if it's like there it's like the only thing i have but i don't enjoy them i can see why people like them because they're like juicy and like sweet and like fruity Mm -hmm. okay and then the last one was white rabbit which um, oh yeah how do you even describe it's like a milk candy i think yeah yeah i mean it is i won't shit on rabbit candy because it is good and I did consider putting it on my list, but I feel like for me it would be like five or six because of how sticky it is. I can't mm. eat a lot of it. I want to be able to eat a lot of whatever I'm <laughs> eating. <laughs> and so for white rabbit candy, it sticks to my teeth. Like the rice paper gets like covers my like teeth. I don't, I'm not a fan of that, but the flavor is excellent. All right. <laughs> agree to disagree here. I think it's the okay. I think it's the flavor for Offlakes. It's the flavor and the nostalgia because mm. it reminds me of like going around this like tiny grocery store, Chinese grocery store when we were growing up, and yeah. we like that was the first time I was introduced to Offlakes, and then Hana and I would eat them like in the car and mm. going home, and that was just like a good memory. So maybe it's tied to that. I don't know. Yeah, they're so cute too. They're like decorated to be like a little firework, like a Chinese little firework, which I think is cute. Oh, that's cute. I didn't even realize. <laughs> Oh my god, you know nothing about your snack. I know nothing about I didn't know what it was made of. I don't know what it's supposed to represent. I didn't know it was a digestive aid. Um, I just know that they're good. I'd be interested to hear what our parents' top three Asian snacks are. I don't know if they'd have any, but yeah, let's ask them and then uh, we'll we'll update y'all. No worries. Yeah. Okay, are we ready to go on to Gen Z slang? Oh, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready? Okay. Okay, well let's start with this one. I saw this meme, I think, was, like, Zendaya, and she was, like, in a video or something, and, like, the the caption was, like, she ate this, or, like, she ate that role, or, like, she ate that video. Yeah, yeah. And, and, or I saw it also, like, eat that, and I didn't, I'm guessing it's something that's, like, she, she killed it, but I didn't, I don't know for sure. Yeah, 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 like, you killed it, like, damn, you ate that, like, you exceeded people's expectations or like you did an amazing job but you can also like say stuff like like after a final or something you can come out of the room and like talk to your friend and be like dude i ate that final like i ate that <laughs> i ate it up or whatever yeah that sounds so dumb <laughs> does it it's very common oh my god please tell all of the people in your generation that that sounds really stupid <laughs> does it oh my gosh it's so normal now that i can't even tell I ate that final. Well, you don't say it like that. (laughs) Be like, I ate that. And then your friend would be like, dude, yeah, you killed that shit. Like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, this is so funny. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so that was the one I, like, wasn't totally sure if you would know because we never talked about it. So you shouldn't be nervous now. The rest of them, I think you, I'm sure you know. This is a breeze. This is easy. I'm like Generation (laughs) Z. Okay, next is... Bussin. Bussin. What is that? What is that? I've seen it so many times. I've seen some videos where people are like, uh, bussin. This is a bussin. I yeah. just, I have no idea. Yeah, I think generally it's used for, like, when something is really good or, like, delicious. Usually if it's, like, food or something, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, my God, this, like, I almost use a different slang word. Oh, my God, I was going to say this schmacks, but that's not the word. This- Wait, schmacks? <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, okay. Bussin, bussin. You'd be like, this food is bussin. Like, oh my god, this is bussin. Um, 
I don't know what else how else it's used really. I think that's pretty much it. Do people use it to say like someone looks hot or something? Because like there's a trend, isn't it there a trend where like someone like looks like not dressed up and then they like look dressed up and then it's bussin or something? Um, no. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe I'm remembering Thank you for that. taking the time to explain that, but I don't think <laughs> Okay, I was, I was remembering wrong, I think. Usually, okay. just so like, you, someone would be like, how's your food, and you'd be like, bussing, like something like that. So it's only food, or mostly food, at least? Mostly food, yeah. Okay, now I have one that we've talked about on and off, but mostly I just make fun of it, so now it's time to understand the real meaning. Sheesh! Oh, sheesh! Sheesh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, please uh, explain how you use sheesh. <laughs> oh my god, it's so complicated. Well, first, let me ask you where you've seen it. I don't, like, random places. Like, I'll just see, like, reels or something where they're just, like, blah, blah, sheesh. And then they press their arm, like, you know, <laughs> they do the arm thing. Um, and then, like, I've just, I don't, like, the problem with sheesh is I actually don't know why they're using it. Like, they'll just be, like, saying something and then suddenly, like, oh, sheesh. I'm, like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. I don't want to be wrong, but... Okay. The pose that you're seeing, it's like the ice in my veins pose. Okay. So when you put your two fingers oh. on your wrist and you do that, you really, you know, you know the pose. How do I describe it? On your wrist or on your elbow? I do either one. Oh. I think it's elbow. Okay. I don't know. But okay. um, <laughs> it's called ice in my veins. And I'm pretty sure it originated from an NBA player named D'Angelo Russell, who um, okay. I don't know who he plays for anymore. Anyways, he did that as his celebration, right, after scoring. In the oh, NBA. And so okay. it started like going viral. So it's like okay. ice in my veins. That's like, like I have, how do I describe this? Like, I it's like, I'm so, is it kind of like, I'm so cool? Like, I, yeah, like that was <laughs> cold or whatever. Like, I don't know how to say it without oh. sounding like a boomer, but like, is it like you did something like super hype, but, or does it have to be something like, oh, like I just like fucked with that person. So I'm like cold. It's just like ice in my veins. Like I, it was probably a high pressure situation, and I fucking clutched it, and that's ice oh, in my veins. That's ice in my veins. Got like, it. Okay. Do. Yeah. That makes kind of. Okay. I hope okay. that was a good and not, not horrible explanation. I feel like people are gonna. Okay. So what's an example of how you would use it? Okay. For example, <laughs> like Elliot, when he makes a bet or something, and he wins his parlay, his bet, like he will come in and he'll be like, ice in my veins, baby. Like that's that's a whatever. Like. And then oh, we'll be okay. like, Sheesh. I'll be like, Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a proposed example. So, okay. Okay, so <laughs> someone came out of like a really stressful exam and then they're like, Oh, I ate that exam. And then you'd be like, Oh, Sheesh. <laughs> or like if they, <laughs> like they stayed, they didn't study and then they stayed up all night studying and then they were like, I got it. And it's like a really hard exam still, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and but they killed it, and then it'd be like ice in yeah. my veins, and then I'd be like sheesh to hype them up, like that sort of. Oh, so they usually prompt it by saying ice in my veins. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, you can, you can, but um, you just use sheesh. They might start saying it, and then you join in, or you start saying it, they join in. It's like that kind of thing. <laughs> okay, we'll try. We'll try. Ready? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give an example, okay. and you, you respond accordingly. Okay. 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 Oh God. Okay. Okay. okay I'll just use the same example. I'm, like, t- getting out of my LSAT, and I was, like, Ooh. so nervous for it, and now I'm, like, confident that I did well, and I'd be, like, oh, my God, that was so hard. 
but I think I killed it. And then you'd say, Yeah, sheesh. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Did I did I not hold it long enough? It's supposed to be like, sheesh. Well, first of all, you say yeah for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just me hyping you up as me. Like, yeah, woo. You gotta do it like, sheesh. Okay. Sheesh. <laughs> you sound like a little, <laughs> like uh, when your pot boils and the water is like. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Okay, I think I got it. Okay. I think I got it. Okay. Oh, another thing is like if someone like looks really good, like your significant other, right? And Diego yeah. is like has a fire fit on. You'd be like, and you see him for the first time, you'd be like, "Sheesh, damn! Like you look good, like that kind of thing." Oh, okay. Yeah. Fantastic. I, although Diego, it, my husband, is even f- more far behind on slang, and he's much more boomer than I am, so <laughs> he'd be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and if you have nothing else, let's wrap this episode up. Thanks so much for tuning in with us. Uh, talk about body image, at least part one of it, and uh, talk about Asian snacks and <laughs> Gen Z slang. Uh, we're always really happy and excited to share our experiences and stories with you um, but we would love to hear from you as well and the next week tune in for part two of body image we're going to talk about recovery healing what uh, is really helpful to achieve body positivity body neutrality things like that and yes. just build our confidence yes uh, and oh and if you haven't seen uh, we have an instagram now you can <laughs> follow us on instagram at generational differences you can also email us at generationaldifferences at gmail.com. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Reach out. We'd love to have you follow us. Uh, leave us thoughts. a comment. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Okay. Bye. See you next time.